Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Mean Old Lion Media presents the history of being black. Hello to you. I'm Jay Hall, and this is the History of Being Black podcast, where, you know, as usual, we are talking about all things about being black on different levels of blackness. Still working on that intro. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty cool. It's, it's some story that I, I wanted to tell you about. Back in middle school, I'll never forget, I was visiting a middle school girlfriend. This is back when I was back in Detroit, off a street known on the west side called Dexter. And, you know, very innocent. See her on the porch, you know, talking. Her mother tells her to come inside. Time for me to go home. So I go home, but listen, I'm running a little bit late. So I start to cut through the alleys. And as I cut through the alleys, I see a bunch of flashing lights, those familiar flashing lights. And as I get closer through this one part, it's two officers. And as I get a little bit closer, I see that they are beating down on a guy. It's one black officer and one white officer. I tried to kind of like slightly keep on going and being real cool. And then the black officer grabbed me. He was like, yo, where you going? Where you going? He's rushed up on me. The white officer was still standing over there by whoever the guy was. So the black officer kind of grabbed me. He said, where you coming from? I was just kind of like stuttering. I'm like, I'm coming from up the street, seeing my girl. He's like, where you going? I'm going home. I looked over his shoulder slightly. And then I can feel under my chin, he places his gun there. And he says, what do you see? And I say, huh? Presses it just a little bit more underneath my chin. And he says, what do you see? And I don't know if I'm sweating or crying at the same time. And I just said nothing. And he says, right. And he starts wiping my face. He's like, right. And he pats it. And my eyes kind of just went blank. And then he lets me go. And I go and I walk home all the way home. Didn't tell my mother nothing. I just sat there on the porch. I don't even know if I made it back time for my curfew. Why I bring that up? Well, apparently June 23rd, 2022, on some cool-ass Thursday, the Supreme Court ruled in a 6-3 conservative decision to pretty much gut the Miranda rights. What are the Miranda rights? Well, if you think about how you watch any TV show, or if you've ever been arrested or come across, it's when they open up the line, you have the right to remain silent. It's the two things they're offering you. You can remain silent so that you won't snitch or slash say something wrong that's going to incriminate yourself. And the second thing is you have a right to legal counsel, an attorney. Well. What the Supreme Court did was pretty much not hold police officers accountable for this. It means that you still have those rights, but they don't necessarily have to mention them. So you can't sue the police officers and nothing like that. So we already know, you know, officers historically, especially in our communities, have already kind of had this strained relationship. And now you kind of giving them more power. They already been abusing their power. And it's like, here you go. You got a whole Thanksgiving banquet. And I'm just going to offer you a little bit more. And when I found this out, My producer, Ken, sent this information to me and I thought about it and I was like, it instantly took me back to another story. And oddly enough, it goes back to middle school. I was graduating from middle school in eighth grade and it was me and my sister. We went to a middle school called St. Cecilia and they was letting the eighth graders out a little bit early. And so we're walking down Livernois and school is still in, but we're out. They're letting eighth graders kind of roam around. So my sister's with her boyfriend, who's my friend at the time, and I'm with my girlfriend, you know. Running thing, right? And we're running down Livernois. And Livernois is a big, big, 
big, big, big street. Okay. You think about whatever main street, where you're from, where you hear my voice, that's what Livernois is. And as we're walking, we see three, maybe four police officers on a bike and car. And they kind of look at us and they like, yo, they turn. Me and my man, we jack. <laughs> and the girl I was with, we jack. We take off. My sister in her Catholic school dress or skirt is sitting there and she's like, we didn't do anything. Why y'all running? And then I look back and the police officers are surrounding her. Now, my man, he stopped because my sister was a girlfriend. Then my girl stopped. And then I was like the last one. I pretty sure I could have got away, but then I stopped because it's my sister. You know, at the end of the day, I looked at her eyes and I stopped. But as I'm walking back, everybody else was closer to my sister than I was. I was the last one to kind of return. And as I'm walking back, I instantly just put my hands up. And officer, he walks up to me. He said, yeah, you know what it is. Boom, boom, gut punch. One to my rib, one to lower underneath my rib. Maybe it's my kidney. I wasn't paying attention to science class. Boom. Then he rushed me up, up against the, this like gate wall or something like that. It was like this loose gate. And he slid me over and he puts my hands behind my back. And he puts the cuffs on me. And he starts escorting me aggressively towards where my rest of my friends are. And he throws me on the curb and he sits me down. My sister is already telling him who we are and what we was doing outside. And, you know, she's explaining to him. And then he's like, well, who is he? She's like, that's my brother. And this and this and this. And they're like, well, all right. You know, y'all just get back to doing what y'all supposed to do. Go hang out at a McDonald's or something. <laughs> and he takes the cuffs off me. And, you know, I just kind of get up and brush myself off. My sister say, you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. You okay? Everybody's checking. And then we go about our day. I think about that because neither of those situations I just told you about, I didn't know my rights. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not quite sure it would have done anything. And even when I did have some sort of consciousness as I became older and became more of an adult, I didn't know who Miranda was until I was drinking eggs. First time somebody said Miranda writes to me, I'm like, who is she? And they combined, come to find out that's what it had been this whole time. You know, you hear it in movies so much. And honestly, it's been a part of our culture so much when you have the right to remain silent. I didn't really understand or comprehend that they were actual rights, you know? The only thing I had ever been taught to do when I was growing up was if I was in my hood, I was taught to run. If I'm in a white neighborhood, I say as less as possible and I stay extra polite. Now, those two situations that I told you about, I've had more situations with the police officers, but those are the ones that always stick out to me. They make me think and they make me ponder because for some reason I can't let them go. It took me years. I mean, I was a grown, grown man. I voted for a couple presidents before I even told my mother about the first situation with the officer who put the gun underneath my chin. And to be honest with you, there are times in my life where I honestly think that I made it up. Like it was part of my imagination because that could possibly have happened, right? But it did. It happened. I was young. And this was around the time when that officer did that. If you want to do your Googles in Detroit, we had someone who not only was it like Rodney King, we had a guy named Malice Green and Malice Green did not survive being beat by the police. So things were real tense around this time. And so I didn't want to be a Malice Green because in my neighborhood and in my city, that's who we were looking at who had actually died. And all I was being can even comprehend is that I was thankful for surviving. And in every other encounter I've ever had with the police since then has always been that I was thankful for surviving. Whether I got pulled over for a traffic, whether I, I had a taillight out, whenever a police officer lets me go, there's a slight release that I feel that I'm thankful that I survived. When I think about the abortion rights that have been taken, overturned with Roe versus Wade, talks of other civil rights being overturned, and now this, what do we do? 
I mean, when you think about it, the space of a black person is so limited. It's enough to drive you insane. You almost have to walk around like a robot. I mean, I like to take drives. It's part of my therapy. I like to just take drives. I'm a Midwest kid. Even though I live in D.C. and New York and all these other different places, I like to take drives. But there are some times where I can't take drives. I feel like I can't. And I used to feel like that when I was in the South visiting people, but I feel like that almost anywhere now. Sometimes I say to myself, I don't know if this is time to take a drive, yo. Because what if I don't make it back? Because how many brothers and sisters do we know that went out to go grab some juice or something and they did not return? And it wasn't gang related. It was a sudden move. And I try to narrate every time a police officer pulls me over. I say, hey, officer, I am reaching in the glove department for my registration. I am now grabbing the registration. I am now bringing back my right hand over to you. Oh, officer, I dropped it. I am now going to pick it up. And even then, I don't know what they are going to do. When I think about that in the limited spaces that we have, and they we are having conversations about therapy, and we're having conversations about mental health, and yeah, that's all grand that we're having these conversations. But when you think about it, unless it's on your insurance, therapy is high. It is extremely expensive. <laughs> For everyday person to be paying for something that they've been told to get over. That's a part of their life. Every day I wake up, I think about these things. And when I hear about what happened and they gutted the Miranda rights, I say to myself, yo, they won't let us live. They won't let us live. They will not let us live. And then if we go Native son crazy, then we're the blame. The U.S., the United States of this America always reminds me of two things. They don't like women and they hate niggas. I don't necessarily have a solution for these things. I told you when the beginning of the history of being black podcast, when I first started that one of our main objectives was to tell our history, but to bring light to something that may not get that much notice. And I find it a coincidence, right? That, this happened as we were paying attention to something else. And this theme continues to happen. And they keep taking our rights. So I don't know what to tell you about this. All I know to bring it to a close is two things. One, it's becoming very hard to breathe on an everyday basis. And two, you best pay attention. Because you never know when you step outside what rights you do not have still to this day. That's all I got. As usual, if you disagree or agree, make sure you write a comment in the comment section on our IG page. You can also follow me, Jayhaw, at Jayhaw Society on all of your social media platforms. If you got something you want to add to this or if there's more of a conversation or there's more news about this, make sure you always hit me up on my social media platforms and make sure you write a comment below on the History of Being Black IG page. We appreciate all the support you get. As usual, be blessed, be successful. I'll talk to you soon. The History of Being Black is hosted by Jay Hall, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the History of Being Black podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast. Find the History of Being Black podcast on IG at The History of Being Black. Follow the Mean O-Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean O-Line Media. Get the Mean O-Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The History of Being Black podcast is a Mean O-Line Media production.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.